Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at Powerslam.tv. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hold one, arm drag. Brett screwed Brett. I'm Who are you to, to, to doubt El Dandy? Because this guy's a serious professional. Brett screwed Brett. Hold two, arm bar. Hey, get a nice shot of the brand new Mr. and Mrs. Hunter Hurst Helmsley. I hate you. I hate you. I hate your hat. I hate your t-shirts. I hate your wristbands. I hate your shoes. I hate your music. I hate the C-Nation. I hate everything that you stand for. So does rule. Yeah, they do. Hole <laughs> three, the moss-covered, three-handled family grenunzel. It's me, Austin. It's me, Austin. It was me all along, Austin. Just when they think they got the answers, I change the questions. Oh, hell, yeah! Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Pro Wrestling Mecca of the World in Cleveland, Ohio. I am your dangerously, dashingly, strikingly sexy, ever-so-smooth-talking, ever-so-amazing host, Nick. And with me, as always, is Matt. Hello, wrestling people! Nick, why do you sigh whenever you say my name? Yeah, I think it's because of the fact that I have to sit next to you, maybe. I'm a ray of sunshine on a cloudy day. You have, you have just as much charisma, I think, as Lance Storm. Put it that way. If I can be serious for a moment... I'd rather you not. I'd rather you actually just sit there in silence while my beautiful voice graces the internet. That's just me, though. But Nick, if I can be serious for just a moment, I want to talk to you about erectile <laughs> dysfunction. Whoa, alright. <laughs> PG show at its finest. <laughs> You want to hit the show, the Gmail is ProSlingPod at gmail.com. Once again, ProSlingPod at gmail.com. Facebook.com slash ProWrestlingPod. Once again, Facebook.com slash ProWrestlingPod. The Twitter page is at ProWPodcast. Once again, at ProWPodcast. The website, ProWrestlingPod.blogspot.com. From there, you can find interviews. You can find the show itself, blog posts, all that good stuff. Available on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and, of course, Anchor. We announced on... The last podcast, which was our Superstar Shake-Up show, that we moved to Anchor, and a lot of that was because, again, of just not really being a time limit in terms of how long you can record. Just bing us. We're almost everywhere. That's going to take the place of Google, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) And I want you to know, we are available on Google Podcasts, so I don't think much has really changed. We're still on a Google platform. But not the Google. It's not the Google? Do you not, use the Google? Oh, I use the Google all the time. <laughs> uh, I was the one that told George W. about it. <laughs> you best friends with him? I follow him on Twitter. 
But um, anyway, <laughs> yeah, so that's change number one. Change two, from a technical standpoint, it's weird because normally we're mic'd up. Normally you have one of my headsets and I have the other one. Uh, normally we have to watch out for a time limit. We have certain cues, sound effects, things like that. It's weird because now we're just freely talking right now into my Chromebook. We're more free now because we have no time restraints, no headphones, no headphones on us. I mean, we're like naked. I want the record to show we are not actually naked. I am wearing a faded New York Jets t-shirt and denim jeans. Matt is wearing a Metallica shirt and denim jeans. We are not naked, despite what he may or may not say. Well, we are naked under our clothes. I would ask how you're doing today, Matt, but I think I kind of know the answer to that. What do you think my response is? I think you're doing good. You're feeling like, it's like you're in a very chipper, dapper mood right now. Am I right? I just enjoy talking wrestling with you. I love it too. You know, sometimes you're a pain in my butt. Other times, you know, it's, it's pretty fun. Is that because I'm always right? You want to talk about being always right? How was your WrestleMania predictions? Did we actually go through... <laughs> now, wait a minute. Did we actually go through and tally to see who had the most wins? Uh, no, we didn't. But if you're very curious, I guess I might as well just do it on the Chromebook while we're recording... Let's let's give it a look. Was that 35? I feel like I've asked that a million times. Yes. It was 35. Okay. So let's hit WrestleMania 35 on the Wikipedia. Okay. So what exactly are we determining now? Who had the most wins? Do you okay. think we should call Rebecca in here? Because she was predicting as well. If you want, why don't you run down and grab her real quick? Let, let's, let's see what she has to right. say. <laughs> Bear with me. Apparently we're... we're Fooling around. This is the great thing about using Anchor without any time limits. We can do stuff like this. And I'm pretty sure she said she was right about to hop into the shower, so I don't know if she's actually going to be... Oh, she is. She is going to be in here for a little bit. There she is. Hello! <laughs> we don't need mics anymore because of Nick's Chromebook. Do you want to sit, do you want to sit down? Um, no, I'm good. I gotta go... After this. Okay, so. yeah. So we're just going to do this quick because Matt said that he's always right. And I said, well, let's bring up your WrestleMania tally and see exactly who you predicted to win. Oh, I I have a much bigger tally than Matt does. Let's Ooh. just make that clear. Like, I was like four out the gate or what have you. So, <laughs> suck it. Did, did, I have a really big tally, all right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder defeating The Revival. This is probably going to be bad because we probably should have at least listened to I, it before. I said Revival originally. I think I said Hawkins and Ryder. I think. So, I don't know. Okay, <laughs> right now you're 0 for 1. Okay. <laughs> Braun Strowman winning. I think that we were universal on that yeah. one. Okay, so you're 1 for 1. Seth Rollins defeating Brock Lesnar. That's 1 for 2, by the way. 1 for 2? Yeah, because I wasn't right on the last match, and then I was right on the Braun Strowman. Okay, so fine. You're one for two. Uh, where are we at then? Seth and Brock? Yeah, I said Seth. Okay, so two for two. AJ and Randy. <laughs> <laughs> you said Randy. I remember that. <laughs> okay, yeah, you're right. I did say Randy on that one. <laughs> two for three. So we're correct. The Usos defeating Aleister Black, Ricochet, Rusev, Nakamura, and The Bar. 
I believe you said Usos. Hold on, man. I think I'm miscounting stuff here. What was the first match at? It was Hawkins and Zack Ryder on the pre-show. So that's one for one. Okay, no, I got that one wrong because I said Revival. Okay, so then go I got Strowman. Okay. I got Seth Rollins. I picked AJ. He lost. Or no, I picked Randy Orton. Randy Orton lost. Okay. Uh, for the tag team match, I picked the Usos, I believe. I'm pretty sure you did too. For Shane and Miz, I picked Miz. Shane won. <laughs> uh, for the women's tag team titles, I picked Sasha and Bailey. I'm running out of fingers to, to keep tally, Matt. Right now, you're at three wins and four losses. Okay, I I did pick Kofi over Daniel Bryan. I can't remember if I... I think I picked Samoa Joe. I think you did, too. This one, you picked Drew, because I remember that. Okay, yeah, you're right. I'm trying to think who I picked for the Triple H match. I want to say you picked Triple H. I thought you picked a, 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 a Batista. Yeah, I did, because I was saying that when you want to go out, you want to have a friend retire you, so... Okay, so six to five so far. Six losses, five five to six, I should say. I said Baron Corbin, because you all hated that. <laughs> yes. That is true. So that's six. six. Uh, let's see. I picked Bobby... La- did I pick Bobby Lashley? I don't remember who you picked. You should have kept I, a bad I record. I feel like I would have said Bobby Lashley. Okay. And then I picked Becky Lynch, so I got seven right. Okay, so, yeah. So, you went, uh, what is that, seven, four, eight? Well, there's 16 matches, so I got seven out of 16. Okay, are you looking up the percentage right now? Yes. <laughs> yeah, so. You want to go through Rebecca's picks? If, if you want to. We have an unlimited time limit here at Anchor. You want to bore these people to death? <laughs> <laughs> Forty-three percent. Forty-four percent. You wound up. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay, fine. Let's do this, just so we're clear. Matt was at forty-five percent. Rebecca was at. Let's see. Now again, eighty percent. We're, we're going off memory, so again, bear with us. Uh, Tony and Buddy Murphy. I don't think. I don't know. I think you just guessed. I think a I name. just said Tony. I think she did too. Who won? Tony did. No, wait a minute. You didn't ask me about that match. We started at the Kurt Hawkins. Oh, you're right, because there's also the Carmella uh, winning the Women's Battle Royal and Tony Nese match. Those ones, I'm not sure. I I think I picked Tony Nese. Uh, For the Battle Royal, I don't think I picked Carmella. I don't think anyone picked Carmella. I I don't think I want to pick Carmella either. I think you and I both picked Asuka, I thought. No, I picked... um, Naomi? No, it was Mandy Rose, who I picked. Okay, yeah. So, really, I got 8 out of 16. So, 50%. Yeah, I'm at 50%. Okay. okay. Alright. So. And I am 1 for 1 right now. Okay. Rebecca is 1 for 1. Uh-huh. Alright, so then we have the Women's Battle Royal. You said Zelina Vega. I do remember that. Yes. So, you're, yeah, 1 for... Yeah, I'm 1 for 1. 1, 1, 1 loss, yep. right? Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder defeating the Revival. Uh, I think I chose Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins, I think. 
Okay. We'll know. So right now you're one. She has two wins. Two wins. Two Perfect. wins and one loss. Okay. Uh, Braun. I think you did say Braun Strowman. Uh-huh. I think that was the universal one. So I, you had three wins and one loss. I chose Seth. Okay, so that's four. I chose AJ. Five. Uh, you I chose, chose Alistair Black and Ricochet. I did. So that was a loss. Okay, so right, I'm only going to count the wins because I think that's probably easiest. Okay. So you're at five. Shane McMahon defeating The Miz. I chose The Miz. Okay, so you're still at five. Uh, the Iconics defeating the Boston Hug Connection, Nia Jax, Tamina, Beth Phoenix, and Natalia. Um, I think I chose Nia Jax and Tamina, I think. Okay, so you're still at five. Kofi defeating Daniel Bryan. I chose Kofi. Okay, so that's six. Samojo defeating Rey Mysterio. Um, I want to say I chose Samoa Joe. I think she did. Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre. Roman Reigns. Okay, so that's what, eight? Uh, Triple H I chose. Okay, so that's uh, nine. Baron well, Court. Well, I lost. <laughs> <laughs> This is fun. <laughs> this is really fun. <laughs> okay, so you're at nine so far. Okay. Triple um, H. Do we count Triple H and Batista? No. I think I chose Triple H. No, we did cho- No, we did include Triple H because um, we're at 14. Okay, okay. Bearing, I don't remember who I chose. <laughs> I think you picked Kurt Angle Yeah, for I think you both one. picked Kurt I know did, I did. Okay, okay, I chose Kurt Angle. All right, so you're at ten. Uh, Finn Balor. No, nine. Nine? Okay, well, now she's at ten if she okay. chose Finn. And for the last match, Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey, and Charlotte Flair. Did I choose Becky? Do you guys remember? I'm pretty sure we all did. I think we all did. Okay. So that's 11. You're 11 for 16. Oh, yeah. I love how we're calculating this live kind of. Look at that. 69. 69%. Sorry, BFF. Wow. I'm afraid. I'm, All right, Nick. I think we might have lost our WrestleMania predictions to Rebecca. Yeah, that's right. How funny would that be? And I'm the newbie. <laughs> that does not make me feel good, Matt. Okay, so I think Rebecca's gonna have to start hosting. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I, I'm pretty sure I chose Tony Nice because yeah, because I said Buddy Murphy had the title, so I got one win. The uh, Women's Bear Royal. I didn't guess that one right. Uh, Kurt Hawkins, Zack Ryder vs. Revival. I said Hawkins and Ryder, so that's two. Strowman, that's three. Seth defeating Brock, that's four. Who who did I choose for AJ and Randy Orton? I know I chose Randy Orton because I had AJ originally, but then you made me change my mind. <laughs> so thank you for that. Um, <laughs> I had Alistair Black and Ricochet winning. That did not happen. Uh, Shane McMahon defeating The Miz did not happen. Boy, I'm striking out. <laughs> I chose the Iconics, and you guys laughed at me. This is so great. On you. Oh, the Iconics still suck. That's right, people. The Iconics, they suck. No, they're Iconic. Mm, they're Iconic. I chose Kofi, so that's six. Um, I don't know who I chose for Joe and Mysterio. I think you chose Samoa Joe. I think. Does that sound right to you? Let's go with Samoa Joe. I'll give myself a win. Uh, Roman, I predicted Roman. Triple H and Batista, I said Batista. That did not happen. Uh, Kurt Angle, which did not happen. Uh, I chose Finn. And then Becky Lynch. So I had 10 out of 16. Oh, so I'm like, you barely scraped by, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but you had 11. So you already won. Nick, you're at 63%. Yeah. Rebecca won the WrestleMania prediction. How does that feel, gentlemen? How does that feel? 
I just want to. <laughs> You're welcome. Throw a disclaimer. Out <laughs> there we go. If you remember during that show, I did say that I feel like a lot of times when we do these picks, we're off. So I was trying to go outside of the box. So I had mm-hmm. some different picks <laughs> than what I normally would. Oh, really? Really? What's 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 going to be an excuse for the next pay per view? I don't know. I have to think about it. <laughs> okay, that's all we want was just to um, go through everything. All right, gentlemen. Well, enjoy the rest of your podcast and hello, wrestling people. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, wait, that's what Matt says, doesn't it? That's my line. <laughs> Sorry. Boy, if looks could kill just now. You can leave now. It's still my thunder. <laughs> well, damn. <laughs> so, anyway, yes, Rebecca did guess the right, the most amount of wins. You're damn straight. Okay. <laughs> I, can you believe that? At almost 70%. The only thing I can say is, Nick, you're the one that has to live with her. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to hear the end of this. I know I'm not. Boy, that's a great start to the show, isn't it? Welcome to Anchor, everybody. Anyway, let's uh, let's let's stay towards WrestleMania weekend a little bit. Since we're already talking about WrestleMania, if you hear a noise in the background, that's the shower kicking up. The Nerd Cave is right by the shower, which... Probably wasn't really a good idea on our part. But anyway, um, we're again, keeping it with WrestleMania, let's talk a little bit about the classic known as Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole, baby, for the NXT Championship, the vacant NXT Championship. Uh, Tommaso, the story going into it, Tommaso Ciampa was the NXT Champion, however, had to vacate the title due to an injury, um, neck injury, I believe, that was going to keep him out, I believe, any time from six to nine months, I think was the time frame, so... He's out. He misses WrestleMania. Uh, they do a tournament throughout the couple of weeks leading up to WrestleMania for the number one contenders. Gargano winning one bracket, Cole winning the next. They face off in an absolute classic of a match at NXT TakeOver New York. I'm just looking up Champa's neck injury. Um, it doesn't say how long he'll be out, but my notes say that he went... He underwent neck surgery for an anterior cervical fusion. Which I believe was the same kind of thing Edge needed done. I believe. Don't quote me on that. And he was the fourth longest reigning NXT champion. And it's, it's always terrible when you have to lose a title. But losing it this close to WrestleMania and TakeOver weekend, I'm sure it had to have been demoralizing for him. And quite honestly, you know, hopefully we'll see him back sooner rather than later. But I mean, with a neck injury, he's he's going to miss a significant amount of time. But you know, with that injury, means that we were able to see a classic match between Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole. Baby, uh, it was two out two out three falls two match. What do you think of it? Um, I knew it was going to be great. I did not expect it to be that amazing. And I really wish, because I was live tweeting during TakeOver, and I did a prediction video beforehand. I did not expect that match to blow the roof off the Barclays Center. It absolutely did. Um, I, I, I would explain it to people like this who haven't seen it yet. Basically, the first two falls, it was a really good match. But when you hit that third fall, how many near falls there were, all of the, 
I don't want to spoil it too much. I know it's been a, a week since the match has happened. Yeah, screw it. I mean, if you haven't seen it yet, I, you must be living under a rock. Basically, the finish with uh, the Undisputed Era getting involved, and then you had just Johnny wrestling, just barely hanging on by a thread. He would get in the ring, super kick by Cole. You think he'd be out? No, he's not out. And they were going back and forth, and it was such a great last fall that honestly, if I had to rate it, I would say it was a five star match. I thought it was a good match, but. I think maybe you think it was better of a match than what I do. Yeah. Um, see, I didn't watch it live. And I already knew ahead of time who won the match. So when Nick told me to go back and rewatch this match, I watched it, and the whole time I kept thinking, this is a long match. I kept thinking, this would have been better if... Instead of two out of three falls, they just changed it to an Iron Man match. And then, there were a lot of near falls, but I think it was mostly near falls by Adam Cole attempting to pick up the victory. I, I felt like he had too many of them. I also felt like there's a lot of spots to where they would hit like a super kick at the same exact time. They did a couple they spots They did it a like couple that. times, yeah. And I thought... Two come to mind, for sure. I, I thought, once you do it so many times, it becomes overkill. But overall, I would say it was a, a classic match. And, uh, you know, congratulations to Johnny Wrestling. He's from the Cleveland area, which is Bing. where we're based out of. So, yeah, it was a good match. Yeah, and honestly, and this was something we talked about on the Superstar Shake-Up, obviously with Adam Cole losing uh, the match, that to me that kind of puts him more in a front-running of getting called up. We haven't really seen Johnny Gargano since he got called up. Uh, we saw him, I think, like once, and that was it. I think we've seen him a couple times, but when Champa went down with an injury, if you remember... They kind of just scrapped the whole thing. Right, because... They were teaming together. Mm-hmm. So when Champa went out, Johnny Wrestling went back to NXT. Yeah, and it sucks, but I think at the same time, I'm okay with the fact if they want to bring him up with Tommaso Ciampa. Both guys are extremely talented individual stars. When you bring To me, it's a lot like the Hardys. Now, obviously, the Hardys are brothers, but when they're separate, they're still, they can still hold their own. But when they come together, it's a phenomenal thing. Right. So I kind of feel like Gargano and Ciampa could, maybe even could be the next generation of the Hardys, not in terms of ring style. I mean, maybe, but I think more so just in terms of their connection with the crowd. Um, so yeah, definitely a great match. Check out the WWE Network if you haven't. Highly recommended it. Um, sticking with that weekend, though, of WrestleMania weekend, we're, we're going to give you guys some of the, the things that kind of stuck out to us more than anything. We're not reviewing the, the entire show, just some things that really did leave an impression. Um, and some of them are good, some of them are bad. Um, I want to get this one out the way because, honestly, this makes me sick to my stomach. was at the WWE Hall of Fame ceremony. Now, I was actually on the phone with you when this happened live. Rebecca was watching the Hall of Fame, and I was in our kitchen on the phone, and she kept saying something, like, something's weird going on, something weird is going on. 
Well, then it comes out that a fan, during the Hall of Fame ceremony, uh, during Bret Hart's speech, jumped the guardrail, hit the ring, and tackled Bret Hart, taking Natalia down with him in the process. And it's it, immediately after wrestlers all got in the ring, like I saw the Revival were in the ring, Drake Maverick was in the ring, Edge was in the ring, a lot of past and current stars went in the ring to knock this guy down because security was way late getting there. And also, of course, checking on Bret Hart and Natalia, making sure that they're okay. Um, obviously, this leaves a huge damper on the Hall of Fame weekend when people go back, rewatch it, or want to relive it, revisit it, and tell people, um, you know, what, what are your thoughts on it? You start off the story the same way I was, disgusting. A guy's up there being honored for his past accomplishments. And then um, Zachary Madsen was a guy that jumped the security wall and hit the ring tackling Bret Hart. And he was arrested, taken into custody. They set the bail at $1,500. That's it? That was it. So uh, Bret Hart later did go and get checked out, and he later did say that he's okay, no injuries. Uh, also interesting to note that after it happened, Bret Hart got back up, went back to the podium, and continued his speech. And that just shows the professionalism that Bret has now. And I, I say now because the Montreal screw job, you know, I, I think that kind of changed people's opinions about his professionalism, but now looking back at it, it's like, you know, he, he pops up. Um, really, they didn't even acknowledge it. Like, Drake Maverick, he, he got on the mic. You can't see it now, obviously, WWE cut it from the live broad, uh, from the replay on the network, but Drake Maverick essentially got on the mic and said, like, don't don't let this, this coward uh, get in the way of an amazing speech by Bret Hart or something like that, and then Bret rejoins. They cut out all of that. And it shows the professionalism of Brett to not even acknowledge it, just to go on with the speech, and then even afterwards get checked out at the hospital. Do you think WWE should have cut that out from the replays, or do you think they should have kept it in? I think they should have cut it. Um, because I, I, I think, again, this, you know, at least my thought is that it's, obviously we both agree it's a disgusting thing that he did that, but I think, secondly, in my mind, it's like you're attacking a 60-year-old man who survived cancer and a stroke. I don't understand what your logic was doing this. Clearly, the guy needs to get checked out mentally because apparently he has a history of stalking people and harassing people and doing trollish things. Did you hear his response, though, when they asked him why he did it? Oh, no, I, I didn't know that they even caught up with him. He said that it just felt like the right time to do it. To do what? To get pounced on by other wrestlers and get taken to jail? I mean, look, at some point, you have to outweigh all of the options here. And I'm pretty sure hopping that barricade probably wasn't your best option that night. Probably not. So, I I, I think something is really wrong with, with the guy. And... Hopefully he just gets banned from all wrestling events, even all events from the Barclays Center as a whole after this. Now, I know you said that you agree 
for uh, taking it off of the replay. But I kind of look at it a little differently. Everything that these guys do, they're on camera. They're doing it live. You know how many times during like Raw, SmackDown, or any pay-per-view in the past, someone's messed up and they kept it in there on the replay? But when you say messed up, do you mean someone botching a move in the ring? It doesn't matter. It could be botching a move. There could be like a fan that jumps the rail. Do they do they keep that stuff in though? I I don't know. I like I feel like I have to rewatch the network. Like the ladder match that Eddie had with I believe I want to say it might have been Rob Van Dam. I'm not sure, but there was a fan that jumped the barricade, and Eddie basically beat the fan pretty good before security got there. I mean, if stuff like that is still in the replays. I kind of feel like they should have left that in the replay. I don't. Maybe they maybe they did it for Brett. I I don't know. That's actually a good point now now i kind of want to go back and see what kind of stuff they leave in but either way i'm glad the guy got arrested i can't believe his bail was so low really wish they would have upped it but i mean i'm assuming he made bail i mean 1500 it doesn't really sound too bad i mean i'm sure he can find someone with a credit card or right. who can write a check out yeah um, so anyway, I, I really wanted to get that out the way first when we talk about wrestling stuff. Um, and we might as well just get this out the way. It's not nearly as bad as that, but Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle officially wrestled his last match at WrestleMania against Baron Corbin, a match that got a lot of fire for it not being John Cena, which I think looking back now, people don't really seem to care nearly as much that WWE, in my opinion, got the wrong guy. I really do think it should have been Cena. But I'm not at all mad about that. I'm kind of glad that Kurt is able to go out on his own terms. Um, Especially now in wrestling, it's very hard to to do that because you have injuries, you have a lot of things prolonging you, and unfortunately, a lot of wrestlers do pass away young. And I think for a guy like Kurt who overcame substance abuse, all the injuries he's had, to actually say, you know what, this is my last match. I want to put over a young guy who I think deserves it, Baron Corbin. Um, I, I like it. I think it was a very classy move by Kurt. Yeah, I mean, usually when a wrestler goes out, traditionally, they lay down and do the job. They kind of, like, pass the torch. And in this situation, it was... Baron Corbin picking up the win. Angle laying down for him. Uh, Kurt Angle does have a very storied career. Whether you're talking about his amateur career or his pro wrestling career. Listen to some of these accomplishments. IWGP heavyweight champion one time. He was a WCW champion. WCW United States champion. World Heavyweight Champion, Tag Team Champion, one time with Chris Benoit. Uh, He won the WWE Championship four times, European Championship one time, Hardcore Champion one time, Intercontinental Champion one time, King of the Ring winner in 2000, WWE Tag Team Champion Tournament with Chris Benoit, Uh, Hall of Fame Class of 2017, He's the 10th Triple Crown Champion, the 5th Grand Slam Champion, 
And those were only in WWE. I I didn't even read the TNA stuff. TNA World Heavyweight Champion six times. TNA World Tag Team Champion two times. Once with Sting and once with AJ Styles. Which kind of makes me wish that match he had with AJ Styles went longer and they could do more in it. Do you think that it didn't because Kurt just can't really... I don't want to say he can't go anymore, but I... See, I think he really can go. It kind of feels like WWE told him to move slower in the ring. To slow things down. And But I think part of that, though, might have been out of fear of safety for Kurt. It could have also been part of the story. I mean, they knew he was going to be retiring. Sure. They're yeah. like, you got to play up to your age a little. Uh, he was also a X-Division champion. King of the Mountain. He was a second TNA Triple Crown champion. And just like with WWE, he was a, in the TNA Hall of Fame class of 2013. I think a guy with Kurt Angle's skill set, first off, to me he really is, I think Cena said it, was that a guy like that is a once-in-a-generation kind of guy. You know, someone who's just so good in the ring from a pure technical standpoint. And Kurt, he he had that, that charisma about him, you know, where he was just, he was funny. You know, it, it was... He could be funny, he could be serious. <laughs> okay, favorite Kurt Angle moment. Funny, serious, whatever. Match, even, anything. The backstage skits that he used to do with Stone Cold and Vince McMahon. Those were funny. Him with the hat and singing uh, Jimmy Crack Corn. Yeah. <laughs> Mine was the milk truck. That was pretty good. Hands down, I love the milk truck. I, it was just, it was such a Kurt Angle thing to do. Such a Kurt Angle thing to do. <laughs> I, I like the one moment when Edge was holding up the cue cards and Kurt Angle's reading them around <laughs> the back. They said, like, I suck. And that prompted the, the chance from there on out, I believe. But, you know, out of all the accomplishments that I named, we left one out. Okay. It's a big one. Okay. Uh, he, he won an Olympic gold, gold medal, medal with a broken, broken freaking neck. neck. <laughs> well, congratulations to Kurt. You know, I mean, it's it's. I'm assuming the ending that he probably would have wanted. And, again, he's going out on his own terms. So, that's that's good. You always want to see someone do that. Now, we mentioned Cena a little bit. And this kind of went from Raw, or I'm sorry, WrestleMania into Raw. But it nevertheless, my jaw dropped when it happened. Um, I went over to your house a little bit for WrestleMania. I came back, like, as I, I should probably actually preface this, I left right as the Kofi and Daniel Bryan match was starting. And as we're going home. I was surprised you left during that match. I didn't want to, but. As we're going home, Rebecca boots up the WWE Network on my phone. I'm driving. We hook up the phone to the car, and I'm listening to Now, match. see, that was a mistake. You should have had Rebecca drive, and you could watch that. I probably should have. I, and I don't know why I didn't just let her drive. But anyway, I'm watching the whole Kofi match. It's great. Um, I should say listening. Um, I did actually manage to see Kofi win the match, which was great. And then the moment we get home, I turn on WrestleMania. I see Elias. He's in the ring. And Elias, he's doing his typical Elias shtick. And next thing you know, out of nowhere, 
you hear the Doctor of Thugonomics theme song, and out comes John Cena, a la 2004. And he's being... As awesome as what he was back then, the crowd's super hyped into it. He does his famous nuts line and throws a bag of pistachios at him, and the whole thing was great. See, my wife Tiffany, she'd never seen that John Cena before. So when he first came out, she looked at him, she goes, oh my god. Like, she (laughs) did an eye roll. I'm like, just watch. It's gonna get better. So Cena starts rapping. And she starts laughing. She's like, this is pretty funny. Yeah, rapping so, angles, or Kurt is, oh my gosh, John Cena is funny to me. He's, he's great. Well, then I showed her an old clip of John Cena rapping to the big show. And Cena's making fun of his neck fat. And there's a line there where uh, Cena goes, you're not exactly the leanest Forget seeing me, bro. You can't even see your own penis. <laughs> and when he said that, I swear Tiffany just died laughing. <laughs> yeah, see, no no one could do that better than what John Cena did. The fact that he wrote off his raps himself. It, it, to me, if, if I'm a wrestler and Cena does that to me, I'm not offended in the slightest. If anything, I'm entertained by it. It's great. I don't see how people couldn't laugh. As Cena's doing that. Like, if he's... Like, in that case, he's rapping to the Big Show. How does Big Show keep a straight face? I don't know. That's the thing. He kept a straight face. Eddie would keep a straight face. Somehow, some way, like, they just don't break character, and it surprises me. But then the next night on Raw, Elias, again, is doing his whole thing for the New York crowd. And as the crowd starts chanting, like, you suck or whatever... You know, Elias then says, the next person who wants to interrupt me, they're going to be a dead man. Which was kind of a, pun intended, dead giveaway. When he said that, in my head I'm going, oh yeah, watch, the Undertaker is going to come out. But I was, like being sarcastic in my head, joking around about it. Then you hear the gong. Gong. And then I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm like, this has to be like a joke or something. It's going to be like a midget or something that comes out dressed as Undertaker. So I'm watching, and then I see the dead man. I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> um, first off, Undertaker, why was he at WrestleMania? Like, I thought that was kind of weird. He was at Raw, but not WrestleMania. You know, I actually kind of like that, because I don't like WrestleManias to where they have to rely on people from the past. And the Raw after WrestleMania is just as important, just as big. I feel like maybe in this case, they needed that surprise for Monday Night Raw. Because they didn't really have any NXT I was just going to say, yeah. They kind of, they had some returns, but they didn't have call-ups. Right. So I guess it makes sense. I mean, in a way, I guess it is good. Because... Now Undertaker can stop appearing at WrestleMania so much. That actually broke the Undertaker's streak for consecutive WrestleManias. I want to say he was at 18 consecutive WrestleManias. That Yeah, that sounds about right. It, I was wondering that after he came out on Raw, how many WrestleManias in a row he did. So, um, I mean, it was, it was cool to see him. You know, obviously he's starting to look rough, but... I think it's still pretty cool. You know, he can do a little skit with Elias and... He actually looked like he was in good shape. You thought so? 
I think so. I don't know. I mean, to me, I, 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 I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I think I can actually do away without The Undertaker. Well, yeah, I mean, you go how many months throughout the year without him? Yeah, but it's it's to me, Undertaker to WrestleMania is what presents are to Christmas, you know? Like, you just get so excited when you're opening up that new toy, right? To where it's like you get so excited when you hear that gong coming out. I'd get more excited if the WrestleMania streak was still intact. I know. The undefeated I, streak. Well, yeah. But I, uh, I also heard that the reason he came back was because pretty soon they're going overseas again to Saudi Arabia. Ah. Uh, and uh, I believe Undertaker is supposed to wrestle over there. Okay. So you got to imagine he'd probably face Elias. Right. More than likely. Or maybe maybe it'll be some kind of tag team match or something. Because I'm, I'm not sure of him holding his own one-on-one. I don't know. He might be able to do it. I think the tag team matches he had, they were only bad because Shawn Michaels had been away from the ring for how long? Kane's been away for a long time. Triple H has been away for a long time. And out of all four of those names, Triple H is probably the one who's probably most in shape. Right. I mean, Undertaker, he's used to not being there for so long than coming back in. Yeah. I think it's probably easier for him than it would be for like Shawn Michaels or Kane yeah anyway uh do we have anything else on okay this is actually a little bit more behind the scenes than anything else that happened in WWE word got out that I guess Sasha Banks and Bailey both knew beforehand they were told I guess before Wrestlemania that they were actually going to retain their titles in that Fatal 4-Way tag team match for the women's tag team titles. They were told that in advance they were going to keep the titles. Then there was a last-minute switch to the Iconics. Or, I'm sorry, to the Iconics! Wow. I'm an Iconics fan. He, he did I'm the hand mark. motion and everything. I, I, I love, like I said, Peyton Royce is downright gorgeous. But anyway, that's besides the point. So, they were, for lack of a better word, upset that their spot had gotten taken from WrestleMania to the point to where, and I don't know if you've read this, but they were essentially laying on the ground of not only their hotel room when they got back, but also the locker room and making this huge exaggerated thing of how they can't believe that they lost the titles, making a scene. From what I understand, it was more Sasha than Bailey. Bailey was still upset, but Sasha took it to the next level to where she tried to actually quit WWE. And WWE said, how about you take a couple weeks off and think about things? She ended up canceling an appearance on the Wendy Williams show, and that's kind of where we're at right now with the situation. Details are still coming out. My thing is, how do you feel if you're the Iconics, knowing that Sasha and Bailey got that up? Upset because they felt like they were losing out to a comedy act. You know, look, I, to me, it Big Show was on, I believe, Steve Austin's podcast. And Austin straight up asked him the question of, you know, how does it feel like, you know, when whenever you come back and, you know, doing the job for the younger talent and everything, Big Show's response was, 
I'm still there. I'm still showing up. He said, if you are in this only to just keep winning, winning, and not putting anyone over, then you're not really in this to wrestle. You're just doing it for your own ego. And I kind of agree with that, and I think it kind of draws parallels a little bit. In my opinion, I feel like if you're not there to just put people over, and who knows, maybe you guys were in line to face the Iconics and start up a program with them. But the fact that you want to lay down and cry like a five-year-old in a toy store who doesn't get the toy he wants, that's not going to solve anything. That's just going to make you look even worse. Yeah, I imagine that there has to be some kind of heat on her backstage for all of this. But, you know, if she quits, let's be honest, she's related to Snoop Dogg. Financially, at least, she's going to be okay. Oh, even with her WWE check, she's still going to be fine. But it kind of hurts her, though, as a wrestler, because say she quits... And she goes, okay, well, I'm going to try AEW. Who's to say that those guys backstage aren't going to be like, well, she did this when she found out she was losing to the Iconics, so maybe we shouldn't sign her. It's a very unusual thing to do, and it sets a bad precedent on you. If if you have that much of a gripe, go to Vince, go to Triple H, go to somebody who can actually do something, and not say, oh, no, I we need to win. How about you actually come up with a plan to actually help you get those titles back? See, in the past, you've had guys actually walk out for the way how something was planned. And I feel like WWE kind of, like, blacklisted them for at least a little bit. Sure. I mean, they always got back on the same page with the guy, brought them back in. I'm a little surprised that... uh, you know, if it bothered her that much that she didn't walk out. I just, I, I think that WWE officials saying, why don't you take a couple weeks off, and her actually doing it, I kind of think that, make it makes me believe that she will be back to WWE. Because she could have easily just said, no, screw you guys, I'm leaving. Yeah, but you also gotta think now, if she does come back, how are the officials gonna treat her? Are they gonna book her the right way? Probably not. I think she dug herself a really I think big for hole. at least a little bit they're gonna punish her, make her lose certain matches and before they get behind her and start pushing her again. Yeah, probably. Probably. Well you mentioned AEW. Okay. And it was announced that AEW during, I believe it was a press conference that they did, that they announced that they will be having a TV deal in place. Now, details are still a little sketchy, but they did say it was with Turner, a.k.a. TNT or TBS, which kind of fuels the the fire of maybe they're going to be on TNT with their show name being Tuesday Night Dynamite, which was a trademark that they filed a while back. Um, and now, with- I know you said TBS, but... What I have is a little different. I heard that could be either on TNT or the Bleacher Report branded B slash R live streaming platform. Oh, that's new. I haven't heard that one. Yeah. The, another thing I've heard that if this gets done, it may not be like a year-round thing. So I'm thinking maybe like seasons, kind of like with uh, right. Lucha Underground. Yeah. And they're... Like you said, they are targeting Tuesday nights. And I didn't know about that trademark they they filed. Yeah. 
Well, a lot of it is essentially pointing to the fact that SmackDown is going to be moving away from Tuesdays in October. And with that, they think that that's probably going to be the target time we'll see AEW on television. That way, it'll be Monday Night Raw, Tuesday's AEW, Wednesday's NXT, and then Friday is SmackDown. I'm trying to think what day Impact Wrestling airs. And does Ring of Honor have a deal? They, okay, so Ring of Honor does have a deal. However, it's more of a regional-based deal with networks. Um, their way around it, however, is, and, and their show airs Monday nights, but their way around everything is that you can actually stream it on the Ring of Honor website for free. So you can go back any day of the week and watch it? Yeah. Okay. So there's a lot of options right now, and I feel like... I feel like you can watch wrestling any day of the week, and it can be a different show, different brand... Well, you actually can, courtesy of Power Slam TV, which is a perfect segue into this little spot about Power Slam TV, because they have the top promotions and celebrities in the pro wrestling world offering events, shoots, and other related content available for the first time in a single massive location that can be watched on smartphones, computers, and connected TVs. PowerSlam.tv showcases premium pro wrestling content from countries all over the world. Use the promo code ProWrestlingPod, all one word, ProWrestlingPod, for a month free on us. Visit PowerSlamTV for more info. You like that segue? That was a good segue. I thought that was really good. But anyway, I, I would think that now you have more options than ever before, so it's only helpful that AEW comes on. Their whole thing is that they cannot be on a night where there's wrestling. Because I feel like it's going to be way oversaturated. Get your feet, like, barely in the water before you make a huge splash. And I think Cody and the Bucks and Omega, I think they all know that. Well, the only thing is, though, shouldn't AEW be on TV, like, the same day as, like, Monday Night Raw or SmackDown? Because we all know that competition is what makes a product better. That's a good question. Um, I'm going to say no, at least not right away, because the problem is is that if you do it right away, WWE, this obviously isn't their first rodeo. They're going to know how to respond. And look what happened when TNA went head-to-head with WWE for those few weeks in 2010. It didn't really end too well with them. They went back to their usual time slot, I believe. See, I always felt like they pulled the plug on that a little too quick. On TNA on Monday nights? Yeah. I don't. The ratings were terrible. Yeah, but you gotta figure, they were going up against Monday Night Raw, the flagship show for WWE. And depending on what time of year, like, because I don't know what time what time of year they made the switch to Monday nights, but if it was like during WrestleMania season or SummerSlam season, chances are you're going to get destroyed. Well, and also something else to take into consideration was, and I'd, I'd have to go back and look because I don't know off the top of my head, but I wonder if that was also the same time Monday Night Football was a thing, too. That's another thing you got to factor in is Monday Night Football. Yeah, and anything else for that matter, if there was a huge TV show, or, you know, things like that. I mean, I'm not saying put them up against Monday Night Raw. You could put them up, put them up against SmackDown. You could put them up against Impact Wrestling at least. I mean, I think AEW has a shot at 
competing against Impact. That would actually be really good. I, I mean, think. Impact financially isn't all that great anyways. I mean, AEW could potentially put them out of business. Yeah, I think there's a lot of possibility with AEW. and it, In my opinion, it would be really good if they went head-to-head with Impact. And speaking of Impact, this is one of the craziest things I think I've ever seen. So you, <laughs> you texted me a couple days ago saying, hey, I got this video for you to watch. Um, can you watch it before the podcast? And I watched it yesterday. And for those of you wondering, I sent him the video for Dark Alley. Uh, basically, it was her last night in Impact Wrestling, and it was how they wrote her off of TV. What did you think? Well, first off, disclaimer, I don't watch Impact at all. Um, I do know who Allie is. I do know who... I've, I've heard of them. I, I, I can't tell you their finishing moves. I can't tell you if they're heel or face. I, I don't know any of that. But with that being said, I'm watching <laughs> I'm watching this segment. And and I'm, I'm going off pure memory, so bear with me. It was all just really bizarre. Um, they essentially get into like this coffin together. And you hear like a bunch of weird like hippie kind of music and you get like this weird effect and next you know I see I don't know who it was an African American lady comes out with red hair of the same coffin. Don't know what that was all about. Uh they essentially Allie and Rosemary they pull back this curtain and there's uh the sinister minister from ECW, James Mitchell, which I told Matt I had no idea he was even still around. And Essentially, from what I gather, Allie is sort of like, is she like a slave to Rosemary? Because she had on like this dog collar kind of thing that Rosemary was like pulling on with a leash. Okay, so... <laughs> like, I, I, I'm, I'm lost right there. <laughs> so here's the storyline for it. Allie, she came in originally from Impact Wrestling as this blonde, bubbly female. Okay. Alright, well... Over time, she became friends with Rosemary. Kinda. They were helping each other out with matches, running in and saving each other. Okay. That kind of thing. Well, Rosemary lost a match to Sue Young. I think that's how you say it. I'm not too sure, so don't quote me. Okay. Um, and she was buried in a casket. So, Allie started dressing like Rosemary... The kind of like channel her spirit. And soon after that, somehow she became like possessed. And that's how Dark Alley became a thing. And I guess what happened was Rosemary eventually returned. Somehow she won Alley's services. And uh, that's why she was on that chain. Well,. She decided to take her to the undead realm. 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 And that's essentially where she was literally killed off. So she basically, they're in the ring. I don't know names. I'm assuming there are other wrestlers. Basically, Rosemary was, I guess, in a way trying to defend Allie. And there were like these zombies and... Other, like, guys in masks coming out. She pulls out this knife. 
she starts stabbing them. Someone, someone pulled out a katana blade, and it was just the strangest thing I've ever seen in a wrestling ring. Granted, it wasn't like an actual match; it was all pre-taped, but it essentially ended with someone pushing uh, Allie, then stabbing her, and then as she's falling down, Rosemary makes like the baseball dive to catch her, and. She they they added some kind of like warping effect to where like the makeup ran off and you saw Allie's like real face and she said, "I'm at peace. I'm at peace. I'm complete." Like all this other stuff. Murder and wrestling. I don't know if those two things really mix. When I, I first I, seen that, I'm like, "This is really violent." I'm not sure what Impact's TV rating is. I know they're on the Pursuit Channel. It's got to be fourteen. It has to be for something like that. But even back in the Attitude Era, they never murdered somebody. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they chopped a guy's penis off all well, the time. I mean, Katie Vick. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, she wasn't, like, an actual She wasn't actually, yeah, I know. Um, yeah, no, so that was the weirdest thing. It was really weird to see that kind of violence in wrestling. Yeah. I mean, okay, <laughs> you know, good job to, to TNA for doing something outside the box. It's fine if it goes over. Um, yeah, so that was a thing. <laughs> that was a thing. How you feeling, Matt? Uh, feeling pretty good, Nick. I think they'll do it. I think we're good. We're going to wrap up. If you want to hit up the show, the Gmail is ProSlingPod at gmail.com. Once again, ProSlingPod at gmail.com. The Facebook page is facebook.com slash ProWrestlingPod. Twitter at ProWPodcast. Once again, at ProWPodcast. The website is ProWrestlingPod.blogspot.com. Once again, ProWrestlingPod.blogspot.com. Available on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and right here on our new home of Anchor. My name's Nick. My name is Matt. We'll see you guys next time. Rebecca won. I can't believe that. Seriously, 69%. I mean, if we're rounding up, she essentially beat you by 20%. Shut up. Time has arrived. We are broadcasting Raw Live from my ass. Boom, boom. I'd rather watch two old women slap my ass. <laughs> Woo. That's as tough as a chunk of my ass. Here comes the biggest ass. The big man is back. Jim Raw, 350 pounds. Say hello to my ass. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the greatest spectacle on earth. My ass. 30 men will enter. My ass. You know what I mean. The most important thing to a tag team is my ass. I totally agree with you, JR. Here you go, King. Kiss my ass. I wish you would jump on top of me, JR. It disgusts me to see my ass. My daughter's nursery rhymes are more aggressive than this. I can't help but look at her butt, JR. What? <laughs>